Duncan here again on CPP TV. I hope you can join with us as we're um, having a discussion around all things in relation to child protection and we can hope that you can join us here on YouTube to have a conversation with us as well. Uh, for us it's a... Oh, damn. Yep, the microphone's still working. That's good. I thought it dropped out for a second. Um, something we need to keep an eye on here um, because I still haven't perfected that. Um, but thanks for sticking with us, regardless of how incompetent we often appear here on YouTube. So it's great to know that um, you're joining in the conversation. You're talking about something that's really important to most of us, and that is protecting kids so that kids can feel safe and so that their needs are met and that their needs are understood by those of us uh, who care specifically about children and their well-being and want the best possible outcomes for them. So there's a couple of things that have occurred during the week which have been important, I think, to uh, in, in terms of the discussion around child protection. Um, and there have been two primary issues. One of them is about adoption and whether adoption is relevant or not. And I believe that's happened because in New South Wales in particular, they are moving to... Um, they've already legislated in relation to adoption and they're moving to implement that as quickly as they can, regretfully. Um, and so there's some issues around that which we'll raise in a moment. There's also some in, in Western Australia and around the number of kids that are being removed um, in WA as well. Uh, and so we'll talk about both of those two issues and if you have any comments about this, remembering that uh, the Child Protection Party is really about um, ensuring that we're looking for the best possible solutions that we can uh, and that we're modelling also some of those solutions. So instead of being angry and distressed and you know experiencing what most parents experience when their children are removed, we're endeavouring to understand that. We certainly don't dismiss that experience that parents have, but we're also looking for appropriate solutions so that we can bring about the best possible outcome that we can for kids. Um, so when we're looking at and having a look at um, adoption, for example, there were there was this article that you can see now which uh, talks about offering hope of a stable, safe home. Uh, the notion here is that uh, that homes that are that are adopted homes are necessarily going to provide the best possible outcome for kids. Um, here in South Australia, we've been looking at other persons' guardianship as a means by which uh, long-term care can be given to those people that are caring for kids. But we're also advocating, naturally, that the most important place for a kid actually is in with their biological family. So that's our goal. Our goal is to work towards having children return to their biological parents. Um, and my, my view on that primarily is that if social workers worked harder to understand the experiences of parents and if they started to understand that the emotional content that sits around losing a child is extreme, then I'm sure they'll have a better understanding as to uh, where that parent's coming from, that their emotions are valid, and that um, and the disturbing things is sometimes I see those emotions expressed by parents as being about uh, the, the person's mental well-being. And rather than trying to facilitate some understanding or trying to facilitate at least some change in relation to their well-being, they see that as a deficit. 
and therefore they label and they categorise parents as being incapable and unable to, to make the appropriate changes they need in their lives. And I find that um, completely... Um, well, it's unsocial work to start with. And secondly, it's just done damn unhelpful to see parents in that way. Um, now, back to the adoption stuff, um, we need to be able to understand that adoption is not necessarily the solution. I'm not suggesting that there are some cases where adoption is helpful and where it's going to benefit kids, but it's not always the solution. Um, the best thing for, you know, I've, I've had, um, I was speaking to someone actually last week who was telling me that uh, they were adopted. They were told at the age of five or six that they were adopted and and he was extremely distressed by that news. His behaviour from that moment on deteriorated quite considerably. So um, I'd sort of wonder how he was told that. Um, and because his behaviour deteriorated so much, his adopted parents gave him up and he wound up back in uh, in some sort of residential care or foster care arrangement. He had a number of placements after that and he says that that destroyed his sense of self, his sense of confidence in who he was. And as a result of that, um, you know, he's been struggling with life ever since. Now, I don't know specifically, I haven't had a long conversation with him re with regard to this, but I don't know actually what happened to him within that home, that foster, that adopted home. But what we do know is that often when children who are adopted uh, don't perform according to the parents' uh, version of what how a child should be when adopted, then they are often uh, sent back to the system from which they came and uh, the, the abuse, I guess, in terms of systemic abuse continues. And uh, and that's sad because that does happen because, you know, like um, it's it's quite an interesting situation. When, you know, there are lots of parents out there who lose their kids because of mental health, drug abuse, domestic violence and other things. Um, but um, and those are parents fighting to have their kids return to them because they are their biological kids and they love them in a unique way, in the way that most of us who have got kids love our kids. Um, but when you're an adopted kid, even though you're told that you're loved and that you're in this forever family, it is just not the same. I appreciate that uh, adoptive parents may disagree with that, but ostensibly it's not the same as if they are your own biological parent. Um, and I think it's a bit of a lie to suggest that uh, adoptive parents loves that child as if they're their own, particularly adoptive parents that have not had their own biological kids. So how do they know what it actually is like to have a biological child and to love that child as their own? And I also know of um, kids that have been adopted because parents believe they weren't able to have their own child and then they, they adopt a child, then they have their own child, and the relationship between the adopted child and the biological kid is, and, and the parents is completely different. So there, there are extreme issues on either side, and we need to, to tread carefully to suggest that because someone is um, needing care, that adoption is the answer, because it isn't. And why can't we have families whereby... Um, they have long-term care um, under um, some other form of arrangement whereby um, the foster parent has a sense as to that this, people, this kid child is with them for the long term. And then why are we not offering... Um, so one of the, arc the articles that I read suggested that, uh, that the Department, or Department of Child Protection continue to look after and care for these children even when they're adopted. And um, and I, I look at that 
sceptically because I don't. There's no guarantee that they're going to do that. There's no legislation that says that they're going to do that. Um, and if they did, that would be a good thing. I certainly wouldn't object to that. Um, but basically, uh, the, what is the difference between that? and uh, other person guardian or someone else having guardianship of this child responsible for their education and other things as well. I don't see any great difference in any of that. Um, so so the other, the other issue that I wanted to discuss was um, Aboriginal children in care. And we can see from the statistics, so this came up in the, uh, the Australian, I think it was today, they were talking about Aboriginal children in care, and you can see from this statistic that they're increasing since, um, since well, this goes from 2010. The um, blue line is not Aboriginal, the red line is Aboriginal. So one's got to wonder what happened where they started, the number of Aboriginal children increased dramatically um, from uh, 2000, from uh, June, I think that is, uh, 2010 um, onwards. So what caused that rapid increase, as you can see, um, over the years there? So that's, that would be June, that would be June the third, that would be June 2013 and 2014, 15. And I think it was when um, uh, Prime Minister Howard suggested that we, um, that we have the intervention and that the department, the, the government knows better about this sort of stuff, so they'd come in and they sent armies in, and that horrific. Um, it was a horrific event where they they brought back the child removal policies of the fifties and the sixties, um, and they removed kids. Um, and you know, when I was reading this stuff, I was thinking, you know, we really need to put our arms around children, and we need to put our arms around the parents of these children. To let them know that as a community we're going to offer to support them through whatever it is that they're going through. And we know that Indigenous people, particularly I guess in WA in some areas, or, or most areas I suppose, um, we know that, that there's intergenerational trauma, um, there's a great fear of welfare, there's a great fear of being removed. We know that there's drugs and alcohol and domestic violence and other stuff, as there are in other communities. It's not exclusive to indigenous communities. But if we recognise that the problem specifically is within one particular community, why wouldn't we go into that community and help those people, put our arms around them, find other ways by which we can work with them that are productive? And I often wonder why is it that we've done, we know all this stuff but we actually don't do it? What gets in the way of us implementing programs that are going to be able to help that community? And I guess somewhere along the line, it's just that we don't have the will or we don't care enough as a community. We don't care enough about those, uh, those particular communities in order to do something. And therefore, we're not caring about the kids. And I find that atrocious that at some particular point we say the kids don't matter that it doesn't, you know, that if they're indigenous people in particular, that they're, they're less likely to matter. So we have kind of racist views around who is important and who isn't important, and we choose to do nothing about it. And I find that I'm, I'm appalled to think that that is the type, that is what the policies reflect. The policies reflect, and our inability to be able to look at um, culture and say what what we need to do to help certain cultural beliefs or um, or racist because we refuse to help uh, those particular groups of people where um, 
the colour of the skin may be different or because they're the first Australians or because their religious beliefs are different or because they come from a different part of the world apart from Australia. So we need to be able to focus on those solutions and also the regions, you know, like where I live out in the north, um, we need heaps more services in this area to be able to help the people that really need that help. And we can provide those services if we had the funding to do so and if we had appropriately trained people in order to make a difference. And that's one of the primary problems that we have in this particular space is that we've, we don't have the people that will be able to do what they need to do in order to make the changes that need to be made. Now, um, look... I just want you people to contribute more to uh, these discussions, if you would, here on YouTube. And I'd also like you to consider um, suggesting to us things that are important for you to be discussed or researched. So we'll do the research, we'll find out what things are important, and we'll uh, have conversations about them. So get involved and join with us uh, on YouTube to have further conversations about things that are important to you. Thanks for being with me. Take care. Bye.